Welcome back, Dreadfuls. You're listening to another episode of Left for Dread, the horror podcast for everyone from newbies to fanatics. We are not a spoiler-free podcast. Make sure you have seen the movie or movies we are talking about before you listen. And I'm your other host, Chris, and we're back with another episode in our franchise miniseries uh, all about the Blair Witch Project. So if you missed the other two episodes um, for the Blair Witch Project and Book of Shadows, uh, you could go back to our feed and listen to those or you just want to skip ahead to this one yes by all means um but this week we are we're reviewing the 2016 revamp slash sequel uh blair witch uh by anna wingard which came out in 2016 um i literally just finished watching this maybe like 10 minutes ago and i couldn't even bring myself to hate watch it a second time yeah so okay so Right, this is gonna be this this episode's gonna be a little bit of a journey of discovery. Oh Jesus! Because I know how you feel about the movie. You really don't like this movie. I hated it. So yeah, I hated it. It was such. See, it was such. It was such. A, Chris, it was such a disappointment because it was exactly what I knew it was going to be, and it re, it just it made it made me angry. Like I couldn't, I couldn't. I hate watched Book of Shadows. Three times. I can't reestablish. That's like four and a half hours of your life gone. Exactly. I, I don't. This is an hour and a half that I cannot get back, and I can't. I could not even bring. My, I tried. I tried so hard to like bring myself to watch this a second time to make sure my criticisms were valid. And every time I thought about watching it, I just got angry. And the fact that Chris went silent after I said it's an hour and a half of my life I couldn't get back while he was watching it, I knew we See, were on a totally different playing field. <laughs> it's very strange because I'm going to bury the lead. I feel like this movie is an improvement over Book of Shadows, which well, is not yes. saying much. Right. But, but that's... If that's your I, only I, good point about this movie, then it's it's not it's not good. Yeah. It's it's very okay. So I, again, I'm coming off of this movie like literally ten minutes in, so it does hasn't really sunk in or dig- I haven't really quite digested it yet. See, I don't I don't hate the movie. I don't love the movie. It's like I'm like lukewarm. I this this rating could change like but there there's something about this movie that bothers me general semblance of what it is but that's like but I I don't know it's weird I don't think it's as I don't think for me uh, I hated Book of Shadows I would never rewatch it this film if there was literally nothing else going on like I don't think I would mind rewatching it but I would just have as white noise I don't think I would commit time to even hate watching this but see the parts of the film i did like was at the beginning like um i thought okay well let's let's give it its good points at least from my perspective i i just from a uh just from a camera videography quality perspective like light years ahead of book of shadows it looked clean um and it was it it wasn't it didn't hurt my eyeballs to look at like book of shadows like i i don't know what kind of camera or film they used they 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 were going off of the same sort of mockumentary style that uh original blair witch watch which is all like that dv tape quality 
Yeah, but I think that for the first one, I think that worked because it was it's rooted in time and the pl- time and the place it was created. Book of Shadows came out like I mean, less oh, than a, a year, year after. later, a year and a half later. They weren't, but they, but to okay, to be fair, cameras like that, we weren't progressing as quickly as we are now in terms of quality. We still use DV tapes in two thousand. Just the size of the cameras just got smaller. <laughs> Before we went completely digital, but that's that's you know that so fine. Yeah, I, okay, I'll I, give I, I can that. give you that. I'll give you that. Um, and I, I, I the part of the, I actually when I, we were talking earlier today, I was like, oh, I'm I'm about like thirty minutes in, and then you were telling me how disappointed you were, and I was really enjoying the beginning, um, because it's it's the it's like the build up, uh, it's like. It's the part of the movie where, oh yeah, everything's fine and okay, and it's like a slice of life. So you you saw shots of, you know, why they're making the documentary, um, the party leading up to, um, uh, the camping trip, um, just like small shots, like small shots, like them testing out the equipment, and suddenly like, uh, providing some exposition to um to naysayers like oh these guys are actually being smart they, they have cameras with gps on them they have a drone and they 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 said in a natural way oh we can use the drone to ho- make it hover and to scout for surroundings in case they're lost it's like okay this is cool they're they're providing exposition they're they're addressing point uh, they gave it like a modern facelift okay yeah we have modern technology we had gps we have jones cool i like that um and i'd say like the second or third act in um or the second i guess like i guess the beginning the second where it began to lose the movie began to lose me was when um oh what's her name lane who's who's lane's friend oh god i don't remember. No, Lane. The the, the two locals. Oh, the locals. Oh, what is his name? The Lane's the Lane's one of them. What's her name? Like Isabel? Gosh. Oh, of course. Okay, so it's Lane and Talia. Talia. Yeah. Okay. So where the movie started to escape me, or I was just like question marks all over why why is this necessary? Why does this seem necessary was when um Lane, they discovered Lane had faked all the stickmen. Um, like uh, during the night, they had they heard all these crashing sounds. Um, and they found out that Lane had a bunch of twine, and he created all the stickmen and uh, made a hoax out of it. Um, that's where it lost you. Okay, that's a questionable plot direction. And then the the movie. To me, they they seem to like forget about Lane and Talia for like the next forty five minutes, uh, and they did they do show up in the end, and they try to wrap up their arcs in a neat bow. I mean, for Talia, I think I think that was pretty cool, but for Lane, I had no idea what they were doing. Uh, it just seemed, I guess this is, this is describing it not just Lane's character arc, but like the the entire uh, second through fifth acts it's all filler it's all jump scares like like lazy jump scares um i i towards the end i got like not even not even tense i just got really bored 
because it became so predictable. Because, um, like, I, the entire, like, last half or last two-thirds of the film um, are the students reacting to stuff really, really badly. Um, like, like they hear a twig, and all they're just saying is, oh my god, what is that? What is that? And they're just shaking the camera a lot. And that's, I mean, you saw a lot of that in the first Blair Witch, but what I found the big difference here, they weren't they weren't building up tension. They were, it, the, the director, the creative team, they were just throwing random jump scares um, as the time elapsed, and it didn't build any tension. It just... And it, it got to the point where you just got numb. It's like, okay, uh, it's been like five minutes. When's the next jump scare happening? Or when's it going to happen? And it, does, and it happens. And it's like, it's really, I, I don't know. It, to me, the jump scares just got overused. And it just, they just kept pounding that hammer over and over again. So by the time you get to the end where it's like, okay, well, um, this is like the the, fi- like the the 500th jump scare that happened. Uh I'm not really invested. I'm not scared. I'm not. I don't feel any tension, or I'm not on the edge of my seat. Um, so I think that's. I think this is big in sin. It's just. It's just. It's like it's all like surface level pizzazz, and there's nothing. There's no core emotion, core narrative to like or core narrative underneath to carry along over the tension. And um, I don't know. It just got boring. That's as big as sin. Uh, that's that's my thought. Okay. So, okay. So I think when we talked about the first movie or the second movie, probably both, one of the things that I said, I'm pretty sure it was the first one, one of the things that I said was that what I love so much about the original was that they don't insult the audience. They don't show you things. And that works to its benefit. And I believe one of the first things I said was, if this was a horror movie in today's horror genre, they would show you the Blair Witch and it would be some ugly ass CGI bullshit. And that's exactly what that's happened. That's exactly what happened. Because this movie insulted the shit out of me as an audience member. And it sucks because Adam Wingard, as far as I'm concerned... Maybe it's because you had a partner when you did Your Next. Your Next was a really, really, really great home invasion horror movie. We did an episode on it. We both genuinely loved it. Everything else that Adam Wingard has done since then, no offense to Adam Wingard, that has been on his own like this, has been shit. Maybe he needs a partner. In all honesty, I think Mike Flanagan should have directed this movie. It could have been terrifying. And it actually could have been of good quality and good substance. If you, the other thing is the whole trapped in a time warp thing. I have no issue with that in a horror movie if it's used correctly and done right. If you want to watch a horror movie that is basically a bottle episode where it traps you in a space like the woods, like a house, and time warps around the people that are experiencing the film, go watch Grave Encounters. It is a fantastic, don't watch the second one because it was shit, but watch the first one. It does time warp well. It's just found footage beautifully and it it is kind of scary and it makes you jump. If that's what you're looking for, go watch that movie. Don't watch this. This, you knew as soon as this movie started and I'll agree with Chris, the first 20, 30 minutes, I was like, oh, this is a little different, 
the technology is updated. And this is the first group of people where when something goes wrong, they're like, nope, we're packing our shit up and we're leaving. And they do. That they were they were making sensible decisions. They were making smart, like, sensible I decisions. Like, I was like, okay, cool. When I started to get pissed off about this movie was when I realized that they were trapped in a time warp. And then I was like, ah, fuck. I know that we're going to end up back at that stupid fucking house looking at disgusting, stupid handprints on the wall, listening to previous people from the movies screaming into the oblivion. And if I can predict the movie... I could do, like, I'm not going to say I can do better, even though I was literally just about to. <laughs> I can't do better. But if I can predict your fucking movie, it's a waste of my time. I'm so, I was, I'm so angry because this movie did exactly what I thought it was going to do. And I'm, I'm so, I'm so disappointed. I'm so disappointed. Okay, right. Uh, you haven't, you still haven't played the video game, have you? No, no, no. I haven't played the video game yet. No. Okay. It's on my list, um, I swear. This... <laughs> So going back to your point about the the bottle episode, like I really enjoyed that. I thought that was something we haven't seen before, uh, and I felt like I felt like that would have been a really cool twist on the mythos of the Blair Witch, where um, they you they're stuck in the forest and like the forest is like quote unquote alive and it's fucking with them, it's fucking with their sense of time and space. Um, and, and I don't think they, they, they only mention it in curse, cursory instances, like, um, I could probably name you on the top, top of my fingers, maybe like three times they, they reference it. Like it was when, uh, they first woke up and they slept until 2 PM. Um, and then when after, after Nate, uh, after, Talia and Lane were banished. They they showed up randomly at the camp, and Lane was crazy. He said like, "Oh, you, we've been gone for five or six days, and the sun's not rising." Um, then they mentioned that a third time um, when they wake up, they, they set for alarm for seven a.m., but it's still dark out. And then at the end of the film, where you see a crazy Lane, he looks like he's been stuck there for like a month because he has like a huge scraggly beard. Um, I, between, between, like, that plot point and them being lost or separated or, or being chased by, um, a monster, um, I, I think the movie was trying to do too many things at once and trying to attack from too many vectors on how to build tension or horror. I feel like... For this type of film, like you know, you try to keep it simple. Um, like for one, I would, I what I would say is you keep. I, I would. That's totally fine. Keeping them, keeping the people separated. Try to look. Try to have them still look for each other, and try to build more on the the bottle time paradox um, stuff because that's something that's really interesting. We haven't seen that in any of our two films. I mean, um, and. We've established like it's much scarier to um, hear the monster or hear uh, rather than it's actually see it on screen. Because like 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 Rai said, as soon as you saw the the creature or the witch, what have you, and they 
it, it was yeah it was it, it was partial it was blurry it looks like this long gangly creature like i was not scared about it you know what it, it the, the last third of the movie reminded me of horror games like amnesia the dark descent or outlast and i generally feel um this might not be the case i know like adam wingard met the creators of vhs and talked to them about um potentially doing a found footage film or doing another blair witch but i feel like adam wingard or whoever someone on the team was playing a shit ton of horror games like amnesia and outlast um and they they made that they just transposed that onto the film because like the the last third when they're you're in that house it falls very video game logic where you just see like creatures just dart across the room uh you could barely see it uh or random doors would lock uh and slam shut and you can't can't open it for for no apparent reason um and you're just exploring a house and it's it's very amnesia like it's very resident evil like and uh if they set out to make like the this movie like a video game inspired movie cool i mean i would if this movie was actually an amnesia movie i think it would have worked well but i at the end it, it just it just there was too many there, there was the movie was trying to do too many things and i really wish they would continue with that time paradox especially afterwards like i did not make the connection but apparently when I, when I was reading up notes so the scene where um what's her name lisa is traveling through the house alone she's using lane's camera and when you go back to the beginning of the film that uh with the youtube shot yeah he wasn't uh, looking at his sister he was looking at lisa yeah that was that was supposed to be what the the reveal like it was like it was like a time paradox where they were watching um lisa's video in the future um but somehow it ended up in the past um and i thought that was a pretty cool idea but i they didn't explain that well enough um because the movie was trying to do like this monster monster flick in the end or they they just they just had too many or they, they were just too too carried away with jump scares that's how it, so i think they should just pared down kept it simple i was just i'm so disappointed by this movie chris i was like it made me it just it made me so sad so like i think the only nod to book of shadows that you actually do see is there's one shot of the wall or something in the house or there's something and you see runes like it it was very quick but i caught it and i was like oh well they didn't mention it in the first one but they talked about it in the second one so there's your little nod and that's well and good but for the most part they just sort of wrote that one out so this feels like it's just a true sequel to the first one yeah, I think um which is fine. Yeah, like, I call I I called it. I think I, we were do, we were doing this like last episode. I was pretty sure they would yeah, just do what they did with Halloween, just erase yeah. Book of Shadows from canon, which I thought was a good choice. I it, you I know what? used to acknowledge Book of Shadows. I know. And I will hate watch it for the rest of my life. Um look, here's the thing. I I loved Halloween from 2018. I clearly have no issue with retconning something and just making it a direct sequel no matter how many years after the fact that it comes out 
My problem is when it's done poorly, and in this case, piss poorly, that it really agitates me and it feels like a waste. I think that if you're going to do this with this kind of franchise, I would have given it to a different director. Now, I haven't seen VHS or VHS 2. Um, I know that Adam Wingard has a segment in it, and I don't know if it's any good because I haven't seen these. And I'm not going to say I'm not going to watch it because I will because it's an anthology series with more it's with several directors, and that's fine. However, anything that Adam Wingard does now that's by himself that isn't paired up with another human being like in the case of your next I'm going to hesitate on because time and time again I have been disappointed and as a lover of the genre it really really fucking grinds my gears this movie could have been so good they they were going towards something at the beginning I had no problem with it it showed promise and then you fucked it all up by being predictable and Sometimes when a horror movie is predictable, it's not always necessarily, like, a bad thing. Uh, Paranormal Activity, I predicted the ending. That's fine. But the way the movie was done ahead of that was different and genuinely terrifying when I saw it in theaters. And just overall really well done. Fine. When it's predictable and bad... It's a bad recipe for a for a genre, and that's sort of why a lot of people have a tendency to sort of shit on found footage and shit on horror because there's, especially recently, there's so much bad that sort of outweighs the good, which is why I kind of want to go back in time when we watch horror movies and go to some like really early stuff because kind of have to remember like the different things that go into horror and the other qualities that can make something scary that maybe we haven't seen in a while because people don't have the balls to do it anymore. I, I feel with this film, this film, it was, it was basically a retread of the first film. Yeah. Um, except, except it's just, they just added a lot more jump scares in and well, they tried to, I didn't they, 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 they try to complicate it too. I mean, I, Blair Witch. Uh, the formula for Blair Witch is very simple. Um, it's just how you execute it. Exactly. Like, that's like a, but that, exactly exactly. And I think he fucking failed miserably. Like yeah, I think I think Adam Wingard felt like it just needed more scares. Um, but that's the thing. Like the the first Blair Witch didn't have like any jump scares. It it was all tension. It was all. It was just. Um, and sometimes was, tension it, is all you need. If you create a tense scene and nothing and even like the smallest thing happens and it's not meant to be a jump scare and it scares the shit out of you, that means that whoever created the world and created the movie is just really fantastic about creating tension. I will never forget Insidious. There's a beautiful moment where the wife is walking through the house because she thinks there's something upstairs and she's just looking upstairs. It's a beautiful tension building moment. And 
the clock chimes and I jumped because I didn't anticipate that. And I was waiting for something and the whole tension moment that had built up from that released when the clock hit. But that wasn't even the jump scare they were going for. The jump scare they were going for happened two seconds later and I still jumped. When you're good at creating tension, it creates a good horror movie. Yeah, and, th- and how, like, the first Blair Witch created tension was a lot of it was character building, character interactions, uh, and you see only this slow burn slash descent of madness, like, um, everyone becoming, like, increasingly tired and hungry and exhausted and, like, they're stressed out because they, they're lost. And, um, and I... Uh, with with 2016 Blair Witch, there was none of that tension. It, it was just low, it was like, oh okay, um, we hear like really loud uh, noises at night, um, and then um, we were walking around for for a day, and then uh, oh shit, we're at the same campsite, um, and then oh more spooky noises, and then it just became all jump scares. It just became um something you were expecting like and the other thing about i felt now that i'm thinking about it we i felt like the movie i felt like was short was shorter than the first blair witch and i really don't feel like i got to know the characters that well or i don't i felt like i didn't get a sense of of i feel like i i don't know i didn't feel like there was enough time to build a relationship between the viewer and the characters um they were all especially like james and ashley um they just felt like red shirts to me um so when they're when they died um i didn't really feel like any sort of emotional impact uh i don't know i i I felt like I, i felt like this movie was it didn't. It didn't give itself enough time to build the tension or build up the characters, um, and then it just got carried away with the the pizzazz of spooky noises in the dark or the or just the jump scare. Again, I feel like the creators just played a bunch of horror games from the mid mid two thousand tens. So around this time, you had like Amnesia, Outlast, uh, Resident Evil, uh, the amnesia a machine for pigs um when in horror 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 games especially in the in the independent horror game uh saw like a second renaissance um and they were like oh this is great let's try to make shove this into a movie um yeah i don't know i i think i feel like i'm repeating myself and being beating this with a dead horse but i just I don't know. It, it it was just too, it was just too formulaic. Um, watching this film now, now I had some more time to think about it. It reminded me of how I felt when I watched the the two thousand eleven the thing prequel slash sequel, where it's it realized like how big and how monumentous like the original film was. Uh, and how much of an impact and how great it is and it wanted one to like make a new film but still play it safe so what they 
So they, in the end, they didn't take any risks. They just created a film that's pretty much B by B, a a, a rehashing of the original, except they they didn't understand why the original is great. So they, they just added a whole bunch of new modern stuff. Oh, look, this looks pretty. Oh, jump scares. Oh, uh, drones. Oh, uh, video game like haunted house session. And it just, when you, when they all put it together, it just felt like a cheap imitation. I'll agree with you in the sense that I do think that they tried to do too many things at once. I think if they had stuck to one or two tropes, um, and not tossed all of them in there. It might have been slightly more successful than it was. Like, uh, found footage, that's a pretty vast genre. Okay, fine. I want to stick the whole time time warp, time jump thing in there. That's cool, too. Uh, I actually did sort of like the fact that they got separated, and when they saw them, they're like, how long has it been for you? And they were like, oh, it's been just a couple of hours. No, it's been five days for us. That was cool. You could have sort that, of kept that up. That's something we up. hadn't seen before. It's like, give us more of that. Exactly. Give me more. I want to know more. You could like, have had them awesome. running around in the woods and kept meeting up with each other and whatever. That could have been a movie in and of itself. And I think that there was enough there and you have enough of a mind to sort of get into that and try and explore that. But the second that the little stick figures were all back up and then she pulled this one's head off and then this happened and then they all start scattering and then this one gets dragged off by the Blair, by the quote-unquote Blair Witch, not Blair Witch. Like, what the fuck was that? And and they're in the dilapidated house that wasn't really there and it's, you know, it, it just... And they were being chased by Slenderman monsters. Right, that's, <laughs> you know what? That's exactly what it was. It kind of looked like, like Slenderman without the suit with like really elongated features. It was really stupid. There was right. no ha- reason have for you this. Ever played, have you ever played Amnesia? No. Okay. But now I don't if want to Anisha, if it's anything you know exactly like this movie. What I'm talking about. Right, but like, if it's anything why, like this, you... why am I going to play that? Is the video game better than the movie? Oh, yeah. Then uh, I will play. Oh, well, hmm. Hmm. Yes. Okay, well, I mean, the graphics are a little bit outdated. Oh, I don't care Because, like, that. the first one came out, like, 2010, and then the sequel came out in 2013. Whatever. But, uh, I mean, it, uh, Amnesia is re- regarded as, like, a, like, a modern staple. If I can games. watch Universal monster movies from, like, way back in the day and not be concerned with the quality of that because they had such a lasting impact on me, I don't necessarily care about the graphics of an older video game if it's still impactful then it doesn't fucking matter this movie Mm. was impactful for all the wrong reason i i watched this yesterday and i'm still this angry over it (laughs) (laughs) so like let's just honestly it made me want to watch a different horror movie to like cleanse my palate like i want to go watch Mm. grave encounters hell i'll go watch the houses october built right now even though that scares the crap out of me I'll go watch Hell House LLC right now because that will scare me more than this movie did. There's just, there are so many things. I'm really, I feel like I am beating a dead horse. I really hated this. Adam Wingard, like he's. I think, I think his mind is in the right place, but I think where this failed and your next succeeded was that he was not the sole person responsible for the film. When you have someone to bounce ideas off of, it is you have someone else there to be like no i don't think that's a cliche why don't we do this when you're doing it by yourself you can fall prey to a bunch of cliches and unfortunately when we are in a time where hollywood doesn't seem to respect original thought and original concepts and original ideas 
if you pitch this to a studio, this is what happens. It gets fucking made. Yeah, and another thing, like like Kevin Smith once said, is sometimes in Hollywood you tend to fail up. Um, so, I mean, Adam Wingard, he directed this movie in 2016, or it came out in 2016. Uh, then the next year, guess what he directed? Death Note! And we all know how great of a film that was. So, Honestly, uh, it's it was one of my... F- it was one of my favorite mangas. It was one of my favorite animes. I will watch the live action Japanese films from here until the ends of the earth. That movie was a piece of shit. Mm, yes. Piece and, of I shit. Mean, that's that's the thing. Like, I don't know if Wingard should have had like a co-director for this movie. Maybe maybe um, that's the problem. Maybe when it comes to something like this, he just he needs a little he needs a little buddy. Your next was is honestly one of my favorite home invasion horror movies. It went that far up the list for me. In terms of home invasion, it it's it's one of my favorites now. Because you saw things that you don't really I mean, you might see them now depending on the director, but when I saw it and when it came out, I was I was like, whoa, this is fucking great. I was simultaneously laughing and cringing, which not all of you will laugh at horror movies. I get that. I'm a sick fuck. But I there, there was just oh, it was just it was it was good. It was fucking good. This so, yeah, is, uh, I want to stab we, something after watching this movie. <laughs> this is so bad. So, Chris, it's so bad. I know. I know. So we've watched and reviewed your next. I mean, um, He's done a couple of segments in VHS. He's he's done a segment in ABC of the Death. The other horror production he did was The Guest in 2014. I haven't seen it. Did you see The Guest? It came out in 2014. uh, Starring Dan Stevens, Sheila Kelly, Micah Monroe. No. Um, so I'm wondering on, on this continuum of Adam Wingard, like, did that Except movie hold up for you? Here's the thing. I haven't seen it. It has a 6.7 out of 10 stars on IMDb. It's rated R. It's an hour and 40 minutes. But this is listed under action, comedy, and crime. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh... Uh, I'm a guess no. I'd rather go watch The Invitation, and that was a really weird, creepy movie. I would rather go watch, I would literally rather watch Book of Shadows for the fourth time in two weeks uh, you're than see a much, this movie all You're a much again. more tolerant person than I in that regard. <laughs> I, I, there was seriously, there was no originality in this movie. And I'm not going to say that, the, I'm not going to give credence to the first 20, 30 minutes of being original. Any fucking moron that could think, oh, found footage movie with updated technology. Okay, I'm not, I'm not going to say that that was an original thought because it wasn't. If someone else, Mike Flanagan, if you want to remake this movie and do it right, be my fucking guest. We all know you can already terrify the shit out of us. So, I think this movie, or you know. we could just leave Blair Witch alone. I mean, yeah, I mean, in an ideal world, we would leave Blair Witch alone. However, as we are in the world of Hollywood that we're in, remakes will inevitably happen. So, if anybody's going to do this again, it should be Mike Flanagan. Yes, Mike Flanagan, come back. Well, he, he can scare. He has successfully scared the crap out of so many people <laughs> already, <laughs> and I, I would kill to see. No, you know what? I look. I think it was a cool concept to have it be a family member of the original 
Blair Witch Trio. That's fine. You need a better director to do this. So I wouldn't mind seeing this just get complete, like completely remade by a different director. Mike Flanagan should absolutely have done this movie and should try his hand at doing this. But he's doing a much better job of bringing things to the screen that we haven't seen before. So if I have to pick between him remaking something that's been done to death or doing something original, I'm going to go with the originality of (laughs) his brain. But, you know, if somebody comes to him and says, if you could remake a movie, go remake Blair Witch and do it correctly. Because he wouldn't put any of this nonsense shit in there. And if he does have the audacity to show us a witch, it sure as shit ain't going to look like that. No, 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 no. The the horror, like the the joy, the thrills that came from the first film, they should have preserved it for 2016, was like, you don't show it, you don't show what it it is or or who it is on camera. Because like, what you see is like, oh, well, it's... It wasn't scary. It was stupid. It wasn't scary. And like, and again, it just felt really gimmicky it just felt rooted in a video game type of zeitgeist and that's what they're going for that don't make it blair witch i mean the original project name for this was called the woods for like forever and they didn't reveal it to be uh a blair witch sequel until they revealed it at at comic-con and when they first premiered it um well that was a mistake yeah, I, I felt like I mean this I whole movie was a mistake. Like this was but like that a was video a game movie, just adapted to real life. And that's what they're going for. To don't attach the name Blair Witch to it or something like that. I don't know. If you end up okay, if you're gonna make a film and you think you're gonna go down one path and you end up going down another, then call it what it is. Don't slap Blair Witch on it because that was the way you were gonna sell it, and that was the only way you knew it was gonna make money. Don't do that. But if you're gonna be a cynic about it, I mean, that's probably the only reason why I got Greel in the first place because it, the first one. I mean, you're was not such wrong. a killing. Um, and, yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, I mean that's, I mean that's that's what it is. Like uh, Hollywood's always looking for. I mean that that's just how sequels. That's how the business works. I mean they, they take a movie or they take a, a property. And then just they just cannibalize it into like endless things, and like I can see why, because like the 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 sea of the kernel of what made it great, like the original, like whether it be like an original movie or original book, like there's something that captures that imagination, and um, and there's nothing wrong with like retreading those stories. I mean, how many adaptations of Sherlock Holmes has there been? Um, and yet, each one that has come next has been better. Than the be- one yeah, because prior like you have you have like different spins on the character or on the on the mythos of the lore, and you have like really talented people who understand what makes it great, but they also synthesize it with their own um, sensibilities um, and their own unique tastes and visions, and they it works. And I don't think Adam Wingard was prepared to. Well, I think Adam Wingard he was tr- sticking too close to. The original, I I could see why he he did that because the Book of Shadows, Book of Shadows took some leaps of faith in terms of direction. Like it was when we talked about it last episode, it was basically like a giant antithesis to the original film, 
it was like it was a giant rebuttal and a, a meta commentary on like mass hysteria um and it was very different tonally from at least on paper i mean once it got into production that's like a whole nother can of worms but it brought something interesting to the table and like and i think because of like the pressure of box office and the studio and just how big of a legacy blair witch has like i feel like wingard wanted to play it safe and just add some new stuff um but by doing that you know he just made something that was really mediocre in the end or terrible depending on who you are like right like you <laughs> you know it's fucking awful i mean honestly i know what we have slated for our next episode but half of me wants to change it only because i want you to watch grave encounters and experience what a quality found footage horror movie spoiler alert trapped in a well, time warp can do successfully I'm like this is just well, it makes well, me well, so right. mad right Right, guess what? What? We, we're the co-hosts of this podcast. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> <laughs> also, it, brain fart. This is our first... I feel terrible about this. This is our first episode of the new year, and we are shitting on a movie. Just saying. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 2020s... I don't want to be like hashtag too real, but the beginning of 2020 is kind of kind of intense already um yeah i'm just i'm not i'm not feeling this this is not the vibe i wanted to put out i had so much hope for this and it just well we need to put our faith in in people other than adam wingard (laughs) and i feel i honestly i feel terrible saying that but in all honesty like i said earlier if i see adam wingard's name attached to a movie if there isn't someone else's name attached to it i'm no offense to him i'm not going to watch it because you have literally killed all of this for me. With well, the exception of VHS, because that's not just him. It's him and a bunch um, of other people. <laughs> well, I hated to break it to you, but he's doing a psychological thriller. No. It was just announced. Um, oh, it's called I Saw the Devil. Uh, oh, no. He's remaking the... Oh, no. Yeah, so, like, um, I think... This was a so I okay I'm literally just uh, finding out about this now. So I think this was a earlier screenplay written by Hong Ju Park, but I I guess it got through another rewrite uh, by Simon Barrett and Adam Wingard's directing, and it's a it's supposed to be an action horror slash thriller and. The synopsis on IMDb is quote following an unspeakable tragedy. A rogue secret agent seeks revenge against a serial killer through a demented game of cat and mouse. So, right. So, I saw the devil. So, this was a film that exists already? Yeah. Okay. So, there's a remake? It has, or to, a be a, it has to be a remake. It uh, has to be me, a remake. Let me see. And that's oh, just going to be shit. It's a 2010. Uh, what is it? Oh, I have a 2011. March, it was first released in March 2011. Yeah. Okay. It's a Korean. So, yeah, it's a South Korean thriller yeah horror film go back to the movie where we talk about how americans shouldn't bother with this shit and you could say now i'm really angry then oh let's see um we'll cut all we'll cut all this out hold on remake oh this is gonna be so terrible chris so Oh, yeah, okay, so... 
Uh, I said this from moviephone.com. Uh, let's see. Late last week, we chatted with director Adam Wingard, the talented genre titan behind The Guest. Or next, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Whoa, 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 whoa! Go back. Go back. Go back. Go back. Go back. What was that word that they used to describe him? Talented. <laughs> mm, okay. Uh, who did this? <gasps> okay. Quotation marks. Okay. Um. But yada yada yada, and last year's underrated Blair Witch reboot. Uh, while underrated. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, who I'm sorry. Wrote let me this? get through this. Let me get through this passage. So. <sighs> <laughs> While the main focus of our chat was Death Note, his super fun <laughs> adaptation of the popular Jap- Japanese manga that premieres on Netflix Friday, we had to ask about another project that was, at one point at least, on his radar. An American remake of King Ju-Woon's modern classic, I Saw the Devil. Um... Let's see. So, for those who are unfamiliar with the original, it's easily classifiable as a horror epic. Uh, it's a tale of a malicious serial killer whose latest victim is a beautiful young wife, a Korean secret service agent. Instead of just arresting him, the agent decides to play with the killer. And as you can imagine, things get incredibly out of hand. Um, yada, yada, yada. It's a masterpiece, operatic and assured, scary hell. So it's understandable why Wingard and his writing partner, Simon Barrett, that would be drawn to material. But with, uh, Wingard relegated to duties on legendary Weather Brothers Mouse and Mash Godzilla vs. Kong... Uh, we had to ask for a status on the remake, so looks like, yeah, so it, I know at, at the moment production is wrapping up a Godzilla vs. Kong, so yeah, looks like this is actually happening. I'm sorry, Rai, we ruin everything. <laughs> I want to table flip something right now, I really do. I re- yeah, like I said, um, or like as Kevin, says, Kevin Smith said before, people in Hollywood fail up, um, they keep gaining movies. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe people are giving Wingard a chance. Oh yeah, he's just going through a rough slump. Let's give him another shot. Um, because like I honestly, I'm surprised he got. So you're going any to work. remake. So you're gonna take your chances on doing a remake of an arguably creepy, beautiful, and genuinely kind of fucked up Korean movie. This is gonna be your movie where we're all gonna fucking call you the comeback kid after this. Now I want to go also, sit down you, you and watch you also tried to for adapt. VHS. Yeah, and you also tried to adapt another a beloved Asian film or Asian um, work of art uh, franchise, and that turned out really terribly. And you somehow got the same gig. And I, this just uh, honestly, it just it spells fucking tragedy and uh you've made me angrier than i was when i started this recording (laughs) (laughs) uh mission accomplished no (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry It, it does it does make me it does make me curious as to what he did in his segment uh in vhs because i know you really love vhs so vhs is great right okay i also i i i also love the american remake uh quarantine uh or no no i'm thinking i'm sorry wreck wreck is the wreck is the original quarantines yes yes but yes. yeah i still love quarantine like the vhs and wreck and quarantine all those movies they're, they're all found footage films they're all really great examples of found footage films um so i'm just that's just a way of saying there's still value in the medium it's just I feel like it gets degraded because you get stuff like that's exactly Book what I was saying. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what I was saying. Like, 
there is still a lot of quality in the found footage genre. You just have to find someone to do it correctly. I'm sorry, Adam Wingard, unless you're working with someone else, I just don't think he possesses the right site to do something like that. This, that's all. Like, that's really where I stand with it. I'm just genuinely really disappointed because I predicted the whole, it was unwatchable. I predicted the whole movie. I couldn't even, I couldn't even watch it a second time out of pure hatred for it. If I could, if, seriously, if I can sit there and stomach Book of Shadows, which was arguably not a great movie, like it was not good at all. If I can sit there and hate watch that three or four times in the span of 72 hours, and I can't even stomach myself to watch this 24 hours after the fact, then you have a fucking problem. <laughs> see, I guess the reason, I guess, I guess I can see why you're, with Book of Shadows, it's so bad, it's kind of impressive. So there's Correct. like entertainment value out of that. Mm -hmm. Blair Witch 2016 is just I, I bad. Swear, yeah, the last two thirds of the movie is just boring. It's mm -hmm. just really predictable and boring. And even despite the jump scares, the really cheap jump scares. And okay, so you, you just you get keep a jump you just scares, get immune to I, it. I don't remember just, being scared at all during this movie. Yeah, it's just like oh, it's like okay, they're. They're just going for cheap thrills, cheap cheap scares, and by the time you get to the end of the film, you're just, like, exhausted with it. I was exhausted. Like, I couldn't wait for it to be over. I kept checking to see how much time had gone by, and that's exactly what you did with Book of Shadows. If that's something that you're constantly doing is letting yourself get distracted by other things so that you have every excuse in the book not to watch this movie, which I 150% did, then it's not worth your time and it's not a good film and it's not something that you want to keep watching. I, I was so, I'm so angry and so disappointed and it makes me even more angry that he's going to remake I Saw the Devil because I've seen that movie and it is, it, Yeah. I guess I have like this weird love affair with Asian horror, uh, and well, well, because like I I yeah. think it's like like South Korean, South Korea and Japan in particular, like they just have like this really interesting knack for nailing horror, and I think that's rooted in like the, their cultural the cultural backgrounds and. Um, what stands for like certain different types of mores, uh, and what what those cult type of cultures find scary in particular, or or, or they just have. I I feel like they're. I feel like maybe there's like a different type of avant. Or maybe maybe they're they're willing to take more risks, or they just they're just more willing to go down weird and unconventional types of storytelling. Whereas I feel like in the U.S., like, so much of it is just trope-heavy, and a lot of it's, like, uh, unoriginal. Well, not unoriginal, I I think safe, quote-unquote safe is the better word. Because, like, I think there's a greater emphasis on, oh, this, ha like, oh my god, this is, we screwed up on Blur Book of Shadows, but it's okay, we're gonna erase the canon. This movie, this has to make a lot of money, because, like, we want this to be a box office success, um, and I, I feel like that's what happened. Like I think when you're when you're making move making a movie, um, not so much to create an interesting work of art, but to you know try to live up to uh, 
a legacy and by leaving it to legacy it has to be a box office success like i feel like yeah again it's like that balance of, tr- of making art or making money and uh i don't know how much studio input there was in this movie but like i could have seen i could i i just feel like just by playing it safe or playing it too safe like which i felt this movie definitely did like you're not gonna people have seen it before in other iterations and people are not gonna feel really motivated to to go out and spend their hard-earned dollars on it and i think i mean technically this was a box office success because it made it, it it made a profit off of his budget, but it was like nowhere near the amount of success. Well, yeah, um, you they slapped on Blair Witch onto the title. Of course, it was going to exactly. be a hit at the beginning. And that's the thing. Like it's the we mentioned this in the, the last two episodes. Like the first Blair Witch was just a lightning in the bottle, and I felt like you you they're just. Their 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 expectations aren't realistic. They're not. They're ne- they're never going to make another movie as great as the Blair Witch Project in terms of like. Um, but if you want to honor that legacy, um, you know, just just focus on making it a really interesting, really really cool, interesting piece of entertainment. Like if they focused on like the time paradox stuff, and like them getting lost, and if. If they just put more focus on Lane and uh, Natalia um, and just less on like this obnoxious monster in the dark uh, stuff. The whole thing was goddamn moronic and quite frankly, really insulting. That's all. Yeah. Like it just, it it made me mad. I'm done. Yeah. I think we're done. I think we've been beating this horse. For like this horse is deceased. Long. It's gone. It's not coming back. It's not being brought back to life. And hopefully, neither is this franchise. Yeah. So because how many how many stick man would you give? None. This absolutely film? none. I'm not giving it any. None. I can't give. I know. Okay. I'm not giving it any because you know what? Twice now they have un, they have successfully proved that you cannot match what happened with the original. So stop. Just leave it alone. Enough already. Mm. No more. Get the, no, mm. get the fuck out. Enough with the Blair Witch. Stop. 1999. That remains to be said because I, I still haven't finished the, the I'm video not game. counting the video game. I'm saying in okay. terms of film, though. Leave it the fuck mm. alone. You have proven time and time again, now two times, that you cannot successfully touch this, this story. You can't do it without making yeah. an ass of yourself or without, especially in my case, really fucking insulting the person who's watching the movie. Like... What, what I said this, the first thing I said that I loved about the original was they, they, they obviously see something when they're running through the woods and they go, what is that? And they turn around, but the camera is still pointed the other way. And they, and you, all you hear is screaming. That is beautiful. What did they do in mm-hmm. this one? They fucking they show, show you, you the, the spindly yeah. little whatever the fuck. That, first of all, that's not a witch, and secondly, it's no, a cop it's, out. it's 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 a mix between the amnesia monster and Slenderman. That's exact. That's exactly it's a what cop it out. is. It's a cop out. It's insulting to yeah. your audience. Stop. Leave it alone. No more. I'm done. I'm done with this. If they if in if in five years another Blair Witch comes out, I'm not even going to touch it. Unless you it's know done, it's going to happen. Unless <laughs> it's done by Mike Flanagan, I'm not touching. <laughs> Or someone you know else, Hollywood's gonna try. Or someone you know, else that it's is, gonna happen. That is just that just has a better brain for it. I'm not touching it. I'm done. I'm done. This is this is okay. No, 
All right, Ryan, for the sake of your blood pressure, let's end this. I'm so mad I didn't even have a single glass. I did not have a single drop of wine during this. Because I was Let's just say so- something. Yeah. Well, wine's a depressant, so I'll slow your heart rate down. <laughs> I turned 30, and now all of a sudden I have to watch my blood pressure. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. 2020, what, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. We're not off to a great start so far, guys. I promise the next one will be better. I still, I, I'm not going to tell you what it is because so, I haven't decided yet. I know what it was supposed gra- to be. Grave encounters. No, we decided. Grave encounters. I think we might have to. I don't know. I don't know. No, it's all the it's all the tape. I need We're time. We're not cutting it out. I need time. I need time. <laughs> okay. Well, right. Um, where, where... <laughs> On that note, fuck. Thank you for listening to another episode of Left for Dread. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Everything helps, and not every episode is going to sound like this, where I'm a giant rage monster. You can listen to us. We just on- have feelings. I just Very have a lot of feelings. feelings. Um, you can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify every Friday. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Left for Dread Pod, where sometimes one of us will start live tweeting the movies that we're watching. So check that out, please. We have a group on Facebook, and you can always check us out on our website, leftfordread.com. Yep, and then um, I, this is the end of our Blair Witch franchise miniseries. Um, Great note to end on. <laughs> so I I still haven't finished the Blair Witch video game. Ryan still hasn't played it yet. Um, so... I don't know. I don't know if we're gonna do a bonus episode, but I mean, we have. Uh, my, my, if if anyone's still interested in hearing our thoughts on the video game, um, let us know. Uh, we can always do a bonus episode, or we can always do something on the website as a blog post. So, um, if you have played the video game and uh, you have some thoughts or hot takes on it, like, we'll be happy to hear it. So send those over. Um, you can find us anywhere. Uh, just find, just look for us at, at Leopard Dread. Um, and with that, uh, thanks for listening. And don't forget, stay dreadful. Like this movie. <laughs>